show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen, Twisted Critics? This is a Sunday afternoon, September 17th. What is going on? I'm joined online with the other two crazy co-hosts, Candy and Am. What you guys up to? Hey, I'm watching a game, but I'm in here with y'all. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna go bad. <laughs> nah, same. I'm just drinking and watching the game. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm I'm happy to have you boys with me, and I'm happy to be drinking with you guys. So let's dive right into it. We have a really special guest. We've got one of our family members as a special guest. Am pulling out the guitar to to serenade him. I think. So <laughs> the battery's playing the music for Baltimore. <laughs> death march <laughs> all right so let me kick things off what is the twisted critics as the twisted critics podcast we are the biasly unbiased brothers across the whole u.s who dig music and music business twisted critics originally began with me and my cousin tony ganja in 2018 and it's now relaunched with two crazy new co-hosts am and candelario Damn right. uh, myself and am are active artists ourselves us three are collaborators, radio reviewers, friends, and current business execs from Hear My Voice Entertainment and Publishing. Starting this year, the Twisted Critics podcast is curating our very own Spotify set of VIP playlists to better help promote our special guests and other songs that we just very much love and play every single week. Damn right. From both good, bad experience in the rap game, our jobs around the industry and questions, misinformation that we've heard at music conferences, we remember what it's like to start out, mistakes, and being told false information everywhere you ask. So we try to provide direct answers, correct business practices, clear legal steps, and helpful resources. It's our mutual love, though, from all of our weekly calls, our ear for urban music, our mathematical eyes on the radio charts, our reviews for the labels, our heated song debates, the guests, and our solidarity in sharing a few drinks to build this therapeutic, productive, and often wild platform for y'all to check out. If nothing else, tune in with an open mind, a notepad, and a full glass to enjoy an informative, entertaining, twisted vibe, and you might learn something. I know I do every time. Please be interactive and send questions via our social media. I will not only give you a shout out on air, but also give you directions and advice too. Us three are believers in the motto, a drunk man or woman tells no lies and how we can equally be helpful and entertaining. We like to call it education through inebriation. I love that every single week when both y'all boys say that. So let the people out there, let's give them their salutations. Let them know who each of us are. So AM, why don't you kick us off just like Hear My Voice does? What's your little elevator pitch? Let them know who you are. Rapper AM, Arian Miller is my is my is the name that I was born with. I'm a rapper, battle rapper, uh, photographer, videographer. I fight, I love. All of those things. And my father as well. Father go, like literally comes before everything and anything. I've been a rapper for a long time. Uh, I'm an A&R for Hear My Voice. 
Uh, also, I this is the third podcast that I work on. My second one is on hiatus, but I still every once in a while vent on my solo podcast. So I have a nice amount of experience with this. One of the big things that I'm doing this year and uh, going forward is I'm helping build this co-host. Doc brought me on, trying to do my best to make sure we you know, move this in the right direction. We already have. And I'm going to use this platform to put eyes on everything that we all collectively are doing, no matter if it's music or anything else. That was an amazing elevator pitch. I just want to sign you right now. It gives me a little good <laughs> butterflies inside. Thank you. Yeah. Let's see, if I can, let's see if I can match up with that candy. So my name is Doc J. Used to go by Mike Medic. Real name's Joselito. I'm a big mutt. I'm part Italian, part Slovakian, part Puerto Rican. I was born in uh, upstate New York, uh, Westchester County, Sleepy Hollow. Moved down at a very, very, very early age. Lived in South Florida for like 27 years. And now my wife and I are in Central Florida. I have a degree in copyright trademark law and also a degree in civil engineering, designing roadways. I've interned at three different record labels, Sony Music, Atlantic Records, and the latest one was Epic Records. I now have this wonderful collective and family of friends and, and, and crazy people called Hear My Voice Entertainment and Publishing. Yep. And this is the relaunch of the podcast that I said I would never, ever, ever do. But I got the two co-captains, comrades that are dragging me along and I'm having so much fun with it. I like to sit on music conferences. I like to answer questions. I generally point towards like the lawsuit and copyright law side of it. But I just want people to know how to do things right and get on the radio and actually make a bag and make a living out of music business. That's all I'm about. So last but not least, I know we got the we always gotta say the best for last. So my name is Candelario Yarial, aka Candy, aka Too Sweet in the Streets, extra spicy in the sheets. I'm from Brownsville, Texas, the southernmost tip of Texas. I started out doing local parties, moved myself into the promoter space, and now I'm expanding my business as I joined Hear My Voice Entertainment, where I focus on artist development and being a marketing director. I plan on expanding my musical market in the area and becoming a prominent figure within my community. And uh, let's get it on, baby. Let's go. Let's go. That was equally good, too, man. I'm proud of you guys. We are the Twisted Critic Zone. Come along with that is that we like to share a drink or multiple together. So this is what you drinking on. Candy, what are you drinking on, my brother? So just to be sipping on, I got a Michelob Gold, probably one of the smoothest beers. It is organic as well. You know, trying to watch the figure. And then we'll be taking yeah. shots. I got a similar but different bottle of Bucanas. So, uh, Doc, what you drinking on? All right. So, uh, in ode and respect to our special guest, I am drinking a wine, a red wine, Italian red wine. My favorite wine is a Melbeck, but my second favorite wine is a Sangiovese. This is from a Tuscany brand type of wine that's from Tuscany, Italy. It <laughs> goes with like almost everything I could cook with, and it's also a really good cooking wine, too. Pretty dry, but it has a little like light sweetness that I enjoy about it. And then in the case that you guys make me slip up on a WFW, wrong fucking word of the week, I got some Bacardi raspberry. That's what I'll be taking shots with. So hopefully we don't slip up too much. But AM, what you drinking on, fool? I'm pairing up a bit, a bit of 10th Ward. Um, I'm ginning here. It has uh, some rye in there. So it's uh, Geneva-inspired gin, 50% natural cane spirits, 50% whiskey distilled from rye mash. And then in my left hand, I have Queen Bee's Knees. Both of these drinks are literally made by ladies, and I love that. But just because it's made by ladies doesn't mean that it's not strong. <laughs> That's what's up. So if we're going to kick this off right, we have to kick it off the correct way. Everyone raise a glass, whatever you're taking for your shot. Today, I am rocking with the Puerto Rican shot glass, if you guys want to see that real quick. And uh, raise a glass. I, this is in honor to you boys and for a great show. And hopefully uh, Rob rides with us and gets intoxicated as fuck with us. I believe he will. 
Alright, salute, boys. Salute. As always, we as Twisted Critics want to do our best to make sure we, the guests and listeners, break the ice, get comfortable, get loose, and join in the fun by using our little torturous banana peel buzzword each episode that we call the WFW or the wrong fucking word of the week. You ain't lying, man. Every time someone slips and says it, everyone takes a shot. No questions asked. Okay, it's your turn, Doc, to pick it. We've all read Rob's bio. He reviews with us on the panel each week. So what kind of evil term are you thinking of messing with our afternoons with? I think we've all had a long week. I know I have, and it's about to be another long week. I got to actually take care of someone's chickens for the next eight days, which I am not ready for. And I have to actually go there before I go to work. So I'll be dressed up dealing with chickens. So let's go. I'm ready. Us knowing our Miami brother pretty well. Today, our WFW, I've got a very, very mean one. I'm going with the term review and any oh, other wow. tense or derivative of it. So review, reviewed, reviewing, reviewed. I don't care. Anything related to review, we drinking on. I think I'm going to get him, and I think I'm getting us, too. You are. All right, so we're going to move on to segment three. It's going to be time capsule. So we're going to turn back the clock a little bit. Episode number three consists of the date 9-17 to 9-23. So let's take a quick look into these days throughout all of urban music history. First and foremost, let's give some props and pay some respect to those who are not here right now to receive them. I'm going to kick it off this week. We've got six deaths. Starting September 19th, we have DJ Rock Raider. He passed away in 2009. Big New York Hot 97 DJ that would break a lot of independent and underground rappers. September 20th, we have Sarah Dash. She's a, she is a member of Patti LaBelle and the Bluebirds. She passed away in 2021. September 20th, we got Seven Hardway. Passed away in 2022. And September 21st, we got Shadi Lowe. Passed away 2016. Then we're going to go to September 21st. We have Looney, the GOAT, 2022. We have September 22nd. It's going to be Vesta Williams. She passed in 2011. What's interesting with this week, boys, is uh, Rob, I showed a screenshot of this, and he goes, I had never heard of any of these people. And I just started bugging out. I'm like, you better do some research, man. So it's like... I can like name something about all of them, but like Rock Raider is predominantly someone that will break music on the radio. Sarah Dash, like I said, with Patti LaBelle. Seven Hardaway, he was an artist that was big on mixtapes, and I believe he came out of the Virginia scene. Yes. Uh, Lonnie the Goat. Lonnie the Goat is actually a one. You know how those all those Texas rappers that Candy has up there that blew up in the late 90s? Yes. Lonnie the Goat is one person from the Baltimore scene that would sell 50, 60, 70,000 mixtapes out of his trunk, but never got signed. And then Vesta Williams, she's one that she was like an R&B artist from like the mid 80s to the early 90s, started doing a little acting and then kind of got off singing from that. But much respect to all of them. R.I.P. And, you know, I don't you know, I want all people to stay here and get their flowers while they're alive. Now, on a much happier note, let's go over and celebrate birthdays for the Virgo crew as, as the Virgos are sliding out the window. Hopefully, Candy, why don't you let them know and go first? I got you, man. So this week we got a lot. So let me start off with the big B-Day shout out. The Blast, December 17th, turning 31. Actually, a fan of his music. I, I kind of like his, I don't know, I guess like his style. We got DJ Babu of Dilated People, December 17th, turning 49. Also on September 17th, we got Dougie Fresh, turning 57. We got Lord Jamal of Brand Nubian, December 17th, turning 55. And I'm going to bring it up the rear with Capadonna of the, the notorious super duper group, Wu-Tang. September 18th, he's going to be 54. 
We have Ricky Bell of Bell Biv DeVoe. It's going to be September the 18th. He's going to be 56 years old. My man's exhibit X to the B. It's going to be 49, and that's going to be September the 18th. And then Brent Fayez, Mr. Toxic himself, September 19th. <laughs> he's going to be 28 years old. All right, I'm going to follow up with AM. I got Red Cafe, Big New York, New Jersey mixtape scene. September 19th, he's turning 47. We got Below Zero of the group Do or Dive, Poe Pimpin. September 20th, turns 51. The Dream, Ella, 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 Ella. <laughs> September 20th, turning 46. We have Jason Derulo. September 21st, turning 34. Then we got Reason, September 21st, turning 34. We got True Goy of the group of De La Soul, September 21st, turning 55. R.I.P. also on that one. R.I.P. Yep. We got Wale, September 21st, turning 39. And Moneybag Yo, September 22, turning 32. Aw, snap. We got Mystical, September the 22nd. He's going to be 53 years old. We got my man's Crooked Eye and or King Crooked, September the 23rd. It's going to be 45 years old. Jermaine Dupree. September the 23rd as well. It's going to be 51. Lazy Bone from the Notorious Bone Thugs. September the 23rd, he's going to be 48 and Trick Daddy. September the 23rd, he's going to be a big whop at 50 years old. Let's go. Because I'm a thug. <laughs> I think that was really fitting for us having Rob on here, and he's from Miami as well, so that's what's up. But um, like speaking of Rob, let's move on to segment four, the hot seat. This is where we have a special guest. And ironically, this week, we have one of our family members, Rob from the Mob, representing Miami. I feel it's time that we open the phone lines. Patch, you on the call. Are you up in this place, Mr. Rob from the Mob? Man, I'm here with you. Man. Good. Oh, man, that's what's up. It's good to have family in here. I, I don't think you and Candy have ha heard each other on the phone yet, have you? <laughs> it's a first. It's a first. That's what's up. So I'm, I'm very proud of that, man. So awesome, man. The bump and dumping panel feels complete. Greetings, bro. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first time I'm hearing your voice. What you drinking on, man? Man, I'm drinking on some Don Julio Rosado, 1942. Let's go. I could share a little bit with y'all, but it definitely a toast for the Hear My Voice crew. Mr. Rob, I am representing for you. I usually drink liquor, but today I'm drinking wine. Well, for my shot, I got some Bacardi Raspberry, so I guess I am drinking some liquor. But <laughs> real quick before we go into your intro, I want you to see, like, I'm a big Melbeck fan, but when I cook a lot, I like Tuscany wines. So I got some Sangiovese, which I really, really love. This is like my second best go-to wine. And uh, it's good sipper because it really mixes with every food, and I could cook with it too. So in your sommelier type of uh, setup, you know, teach me something about Sangiovese. Just take about a minute. I want to know what I'm drinking on. Well, the good thing about Italian wine is it's food-friendly wine. Like you said, if you're going to an Italian restaurant... You know, you're eating carbonara, you're doing anything with any type of Italian ingredients. You definitely want Sangiovese. That's definitely their master grape over there. So you definitely want to sip on that when you're in an Italian restaurant doing your thing. So good choice, Doc. See, I am. This is why I love him. He, he definitely lets me know I'm drinking the right thing every once in a while. And then if I'm drinking <laughs> the wrong thing, he'll be like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Trash. This is trash. <laughs> All right. So, yes, sir. Now, gentlemen, get your drinks ready before we kick it off. Doc, why don't you do what you do every show and give the man his proper introduction? All right. All right. This is a brother of a brother of mine, and now he's hearing my voice for a little over a year. He is Mr. Robert Lawrence, a.k.a. Rob from the Mob, representing MIAO, originally from New Jersey. 
He is a rapper, songwriter. He's a big video gamer, and he's one of my only friends I know that's a wine sommelier that's moved up tiers. He also has his own company. It's called Elite Enterprise. Am I right with that? Elite Level Promotions. Elite Level Promotion. He has he has yeah. merchandise. He has clothing. And like I said, the video gaming, he loves sports video games, especially boxing. And him and I could talk hours on boxing if we wanted to. So, Rob, with that being said, I hope I kicked you off right. I hope you did you right. But just like everything we hear my voice entertainment, Rob, I want you to elevator pitch yourself real quick to our listeners and fan base. No, definitely, man. What's up, y'all? Rob from the mob. I'm in Miami Beach, Florida, originally born in Passaic, New Jersey. Um, man, Doc hit all the points, man. I'm an inspiring artist, uh, producer, songwriter. Um, just trying to make a, you know, make a change in the game, you know, taking small steps and just bringing the music to the forefront. Yeah, I do have my own company. We do our own merch, we do our own designs, logos, things like that. Doing well for myself with it. Thank God. Definitely music is 100% of my being. I, I live, breathe and sweat music. I love it. And um, I'm just trying to take a different approach to the game, trying to do more of an underground level. I've always been an underground artist, fan of the underground rap scene. So I kind of follow in those footsteps versus the more uh, more popular ways of doing it. I like the other the backdoor method a little bit better than uh, what we see is more commonplace these days, for sure. But uh, thank you, and it's an honor to be here with y'all fellas. Thank you for taking the time to have me on the show. Yo, Rob, get your drink ready, man. <laughs> I got it here in my hand, baby. We ain't going nowhere. So I got the first questions. Is Rob for the Mob the only street or rap name you ever had? And here a freestyle memory where it really bailed you out. Yep, that's what I got. Rob from the mob. I always felt it had a nice ring to it. And yeah, it bailed me out of quite a few uh, freestyles. I love to freestyle. I'll write down lyrics for song for song purposes. But in the end of the day, I love to get up on stage in front of people and just spit. Rob from the mob. One time I was just stuck, man. Couldn't think of anything to say. And I was on stage. And then uh, I just pulled out the whole slob on my knob. I'm Rob from the mob. <laughs> you know, I had to take it from three six, and man, I had the whole crowd saying it for like five minutes. Slob on my knob, I'm raw from the mall. Slob, <laughs> and it and it really helped. I didn't have to say another word after that, <laughs> and I had the whole I had the whole crowd pumped. Man, it was pretty cool, and I actually won the contest that day. That's what's up, Rob. The reason why we kind of slid that question in there is like I know at least AM and I we've gone through a few names, and then I always. I started writing when I was 14, started rapping when I was 16. So it, it I went from MC 911 until 911 happened and I pulled that name quickly <laughs> with a pass. <laughs> and then I was since 911 I've been Doc J cuz everyone said I would doctor and fix people up and do the medical fixing and, and make sure I repair hip hop and for a little while, I went by Mike Medic. I think that was like during the Slim Shady days. So I was like my alter ego, but I've always been Doc J as well. So I think that's where that question came from. But, you know, it's kind of cool that that's been your name and your identity the entire time. In me reading your bio, you, your bio actually names drama class as an early key to your art. Was there a role or performance that you could remember that made you realize that you had talent? A specific role, maybe not as much as how much the school utilized me to do projects, I would say. Maybe whenever there was orientations for like younger students coming to the high school or they would always use me to do some, you know, some sort of performance, some sort of pantomime or some sign of, uh, you know, two man act or three man act. And it would always be like various things, but they would always choose me. 
And, you know, I was one of the I was one of the the favorites of the of the of the class, and they would use me a lot to to do all these little you know performances and stuff like that. So that gave me the confidence saying, hey, you know, they must I must be doing something right. They always got me uh, putting me in front of the crowd and stuff. So. And I always loved it. I always got a kick out of it. So I was always eager to participate. Hell yeah. That was that was that was a nice answer. From your mom's political asylum and going from Cuba to Jersey to Miami, your family journey is very interesting. How is your culture and background important to you? Oh, it's everything to me, man. I really love Latin culture. You know, I've been blessed to be raised in a in a Cuban household in the United States. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Cuba's got some really crazy stuff going on. So I'm lucky and blessed uh, to be here. And I actually, you know, got to grow up in uh, that kind of environment, you know, speaking Spanish, you know, eating all the Latin foods and learning the music, the culture and everything. And it's beautiful, man. You know, I got the, the best of both worlds, you know, because I'm also here in the United States of America. So it's definitely something. And I represent, you know, my, my Cuban side and my American side to the fullest. Absolutely. That's, that's a badass answer, honestly. Thank you. But uh, I got you one right here. Prison sounds like a big turning point. Were there any lessons or experience you took from it, you know, just for your life? And what did you take from it to add to your music? It let me know that God is no joke. Mm-hmm. God is real, man. People will look at prison as something bad and something negative, man. I took it and, and turned it into the positive, the, mo- the biggest blessing I've ever had, you know. Definitely opened my eyes and made me realize that this stuff, you can't take it for granted, man. You know, this is all a blessing. This is all a gift. Enjoy it, live it to the fullest. I changed my whole life. My whole life did a 180 from before I went to prison until after I got out. And I wouldn't change a day of it for anything. And it definitely showed me that uh, this life is worth living and to not take any of this for granted and just be thankful for everything I got. So I think you know, living every day with that kind of mindset is a blessing compared to not having that kind of mindset. So I get to enjoy every day. Like it's just the best gift ever given to me. I love that. <laughs> Yo, Candy, that is a clip and a half right there. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's yeah. Especially with a lot of, uh, a lot of minorities, you know, I, I got family that either they were born here, raised in Mexico. When they came over here, got into trouble or they're trying to come over here from Mexico illegally. So, I know a lot of my family members coming out of prison, they don't, they're not bad people. They don't even make mistakes. They just had to do what they had to do to, to get by. So for sure, that's going to resonate with a lot of, a lot of people for sure. I feel you on that. Thank you, man. Rob, since I've known you, you and I talk a lot about wine and your sommelier aspirations. I know it's hard work. I've seen movies on it. So explain a little bit on what goes on between the different tiers. And also, is there something from the process that translates over to help you in the music business too. Um, it's a not only is it a personal hobby of mine. You know, I, I truly enjoy it. The knowledge of you know having knowledge of wine and things like that and spirits and stuff like that, especially where I live, where the you know the industry out here is mostly restaurants, you know, clubs. You know, knowing what you're getting into, being around these people. Uh, that are in the business, making money, you know, doing it. And, you know, they come to me for advice. Everybody comes to me, you know, to talk about it and learn a little bit more about the stuff. Um, musically, it's also, it's more stuff to rap about, honestly, man. You know, I, like I said, I'm a freestyle artist. I might throw 
some crazy wine <clears throat> wineries in my mix. You know what I mean? I might talk about Cabernet Sauvignon, Pinot Noir. Oh, I know who you are. I just throw things in there, you know, just to keep the flow going. But yeah, man, uh, I don't think too many people too many people take it as serious as I do, and which is fine. You know what I mean? So I like having that that upper hand, that knowledge. So when people start talking about it, and then you can also tell who's full of it and who's not. You know what I mean? You hear somebody acting like, oh, yeah, they start talking about this. And in my mind, I'm like, man, this man doesn't know what he's talking about. And I think that translates to their personality after that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm, this guy's full of it. I got to keep my eye on this dude, you know? Yes. Me and you are very similar with that freestyle aspect. So I damn sure understand exactly what you're talking about. I got one for you, though. If you could share a drink, we're gonna we're gonna say beer, but I know that you drink wine, so we're gonna open it to drink as well with any person, living or dead. Who would it be and why? Ooh, I'm gonna have to go with Cardi B, man. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Hey, if I'm gonna get lit with somebody, I'm gonna get lit with Cardi B. You could take that, that to the bank. Yeah, me and Cardi B gonna have a party, man. <laughs> Cardi gonna have a party with Rock. Yeah, we're going to party. And we're going to make like three tracks after two. We're going like to be that. good. Me and Car Cardi B, I love you, Cardi B. I'm going Cardi all day. <laughs> so I got you right here. All right. Other than boxing video games that you stream, what's your go-to genre or what's your top three favorite video games of all time? Yeah, the boxing game is definitely my bread and butter, but I'm an RPG guy, man. I like role-playing games, man. Uh, the ones that you just big adventures, you know, finding stuff, buying and selling stuff. You you got a certain game or a certain franchise that you enjoy? Probably uh, like the uh, Fallout series. Okay. Skyrim, you know, those guys from Bethesda over there. New Vegas, you know, Final Fantasy. Yes. I'm so look, I was looking for it the whole fucking time, but you named my second favorite. Keep going, my bad. I'm, I'm like, please say Final Fantasy. Go ahead, keep going, yeah, my bad. Final, I've been a Final Fantasy man since the first one, man. I still got the original tape. First Final Fantasy. I'm a big Final Fantasy fan, I'm gonna say. But there's the Fallout, Skyrim, all that stuff. But well, what's your top three though? Ooh, top three in order. Five, yeah, five, name, five, your video video games too. Name all top three video, and I don't. We don't care what what uh what genre when you name them. Yeah, it's gonna be Fight Night Champion, Final Fantasy Seven. Yes, and, yes, and, and Skyrim. Let's go. Nice. Am am am. I knew Rob had a good mind on him as soon as we got him into the Twisted Critics. All right, so since you are in the group with that question, you are pretty similar to AM and I. You, AM, and I are similar in that we also enjoy and are influenced by a lot of artists. I know I've had personal conversations with you where you name this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this girl, and I don't care if it's from Memphis, West Coast, or Miami. So my question for you is, who's your all-time top five MCs in order? Your Mount Rushmore. Ooh. Ooh, no. Um... <clears throat> First and foremost, we go in the late Tupac Shakur, number yes. one all time. I love you, man. That guy, that guy is in my soul, man. Like, forget about it. Tupac, number one. Uh, number two, I'm going Scarface, baby. Woo! We're going back to Scarface, number two, for sure. Uh, number three, the late Pimp C. I got to go Pimp C, baby. Pimp C from UGK. He's my number three. 
number four, man, I I'm gonna have to go with Wheezy, baby. I'm going with Lil Wayne. Um, I think that guy is next level, elite level. Mm-hmm. Number five, a lot of people don't agree with me, but I gotta show New York some love, and I think Raekwon the Chef is the greatest rapper to ever come out of New York. Am he's speaking my Wu Tang talk right now? Hey, look, oh, oh, his list was good. I'm, 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 I'm thumbing up and pointing at him the whole time. That's Scarface. That's Scar. I, Doc, I knew you would be happy for the Scarface. Hey, thank you, baby. I pray that means a lot. Yeah, that's my top five. Raekwon number five. Yes, sir. That's what up. So, if you weren't Rob, just be uh, an unbiased reviewer for a second. What three artists best describe your musical vibe the best? I'm going to have to say Devin the Dude. Oh. Just because his he's independent. He's doing his own thing. He started in the business, but he's independent. He does his own shows. He's doing his own thing. He write his own. He does everything himself, and he just rap about women. He rap about weed, and he sticks to the topic, and he just kills it, man. And that guy is definitely number one my vibe. Number two, Tupac. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Devin first and Tupac second on, on my vibe because just his realness, you know, like what he was trying to do and not too many people understand what he was trying to do is just keep that realness part in the rap game definitely filtering out. <laughs> and he tried. He was trying his best to keep it, you know, keep it street, keep it hood, 100% real. And that's definitely what I'm trying to do with my music, man. I don't, you know rap about any of that funny stuff man i keep it 100 real into the streets man what's going on out here um number three <laughs> i'm gonna have to say i'm gonna say drake because i, like I want to be i want to be the best and that man is always puts his best foot forward he always puts 100 effort and puts everything into his music and you you saved I, rob you saved yourself with the answer because i was like i've heard your music and you sound nothing like oh drake. yeah our music style is is nothing the same but just his his the way he goes about it and his work ethic you know i'm 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 getting there you know i want to be 150 in working hard pushing forward and just making, you know, making great music, man. And I think I think he's a great artist, you know, no Me matter too. what anybody says. So right now, to date, stat-wise, what's your most successful song? And then apart from that, what's your personal favorite song that you've made? Stat-wise, um, I, I made a song called Mo Money. Mo Money's featuring a good friend of mine named A1A. Shout out to Moose, Alan Artola. What's up, baby? He's on the track with me. Now, you know, numbers aren't huge. But it was one of the first songs that I ever copyrighted that I've ever, you know, released, you know, through a, you know, through a distributor. When I'm out in the street, people say, man, that Mo Money song, man, you know, that's a great song. And <laughs> I hear that a couple times a week, you know. So to me, that that means more than the amount of spins or the amount of plays or views or whatever. But when people come up to me and that song is years old. So when people come up to me today in 2023 and say, yo, that Mo Money song is tight, it means everything to me. So I'm going to say Mo Money. My favorite song that I've ever made is a song called Let You Tell It. Um, that one I haven't released yet. Uh, that's about to be released, the next project being released. I do got the copyright for it. I'm waiting for the album artwork to come back and stuff. But Let You Tell It, I say some, I say some things that I really, really meant from the bottom of my heart on that, and it came out good. 
uh, with the beat. I made the beat myself, and it came out really, really nice. And I performed that. I performed that song in front of the late Prince Marky D, and he loved it too, man. Like he gave me so much love after I performed it. Got got the club at the time jumping, and uh, that's definitely my favorite one. Whenever that comes on, or whenever I get a chance to spit that, man, something comes over me, and, and I let it go when that when it's time. First, tell us something that everyone should expect in your music. And second, tell us something that people wouldn't know about it. One thing about my music, I'm never going to come fake, man. I'm always going to be 100% real. It's going to be real. Ain't going to be no, it's going to be true to the game, real, cold. You know, I'm not messing messing around with that. I got to keep it right. Something that people don't know. I feel like I'm just the realest one in the world, man. Like, I'm trying to, you know, I'll never stab anybody in the back. I'll never rob you. I'll never do anything that's going to make you say, man, you know what? That dude's, that dude is just a clown, you know? Like, I'm going to come forward. You're going to say, that's somebody that I can be proud of. And I know I can always count on Rob from the mob. That's what's yeah. up, man. We We got a lot in common, but something else we have in common other than that coming with that real stuff like none of my music i'm gonna ever come from the angle where it's the popular appeal of cars women clothes drugs i agree with you on that a thousand percent so another thing that you and i have in common is we're both 40 plus we're 40 something something we ain't no spring chickens so <laughs> trying to break into this modern rap market you know with our help with candy's promotion with me trying to help you strategize your moves with some collabos hopefully from am and i <laughs> Um, oh man! Do you see one clear advantage and one clear disadvantage at this age of ours in trying to push your music? I'll say the disadvantage first is that the more popular, you know, more popular music comes from the younger artists. I think we can agree on that. The more popular being, you know, the most streamed, you know, the the more uh, it has a more broader range of of listeners. I think uh, it's more on the forefront. Uh, you know, record labels are looking for the youth. You know, I think uh, and I think it's great. You know, I love I love all the new music that's come out. Most of it anyway. You know, like there's a there's a spot for that. That being said, I think that there's a spot for, you know, uh, artists that are a little bit older. You know, I think we have our own lane that we have that we got to take advantage of. And, you know, the fact that there's not as many, you know, older artists trying to break in, I think is an advantage, you know, because now. They're like, oh man, look at this guy. He's forty plus, and listen to him. He's killing it right now, you know. I, and and I think I think the you get a bigger spotlight as an older artist versus, you know, myriad of younger artists. You know, there's so many of them, and many of their styles are the same, and you know they got you know similar things going on in their music. I think you can always tell an older artist has got his own thing going on, man. And I think the individuality and the experience. And the maturity that comes through the music, I think, is uh, is quite of an advantage. I agree with that. So, in your bio, you mentioned concerns with the industry direction. What's your biggest issue, and how do you plan on addressing that as an artist? I have an issue of I don't want to say being selfish. <clears throat> when I say that, I mean I want to make music with everybody. I want to make a song with you. I want to make a song with my guy over here. I want to make a collabo with this female who I think has an amazing voice and and I think my I don't sit down and say you know what I'm just gonna do Rob from the mob you know I think that's my problem you know 
I always want to work with, I think the, the fun comes from working with artists, doing things, having that vibe, having those moments in the studio, you know, laughing at the funny, you know, oh my God, what did you just say? You know, like it's the whole experience for me that, you know, and you, I feel like when we record, you capture that, those, those feelings, you capture those sentiments. When I'm by myself and, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, I'm not having as much fun, you know what I mean? And I need to, I think I need to start having more fun making solo, you know, my music, just me going forward, really, you know, putting more effort into just me. And I'm, I have a problem doing that because I'm so into everybody else and I'm so into trying to help and I'm so into, you know, bringing people in and bringing people together that I forget that about, you know, got to do Rob sometimes. And uh, I think it's an advantage and a disadvantage at the same time. I personally understand that answer. And that that's something that I've been, I'm, I'm not doing it now. Doc knows, Doc knows that it's outside of us here. Um, that is That has been an issue of mine for a long time because you can be the boat, right? And you can definitely have those putting wind in your sails, but you could also have folks that are gonna be anchors in a, in a negative fashion. So that's something that I, I identify with. Never ever feel like you're being selfless and being selfish, right? It's kind of the opposite. The more you're able to do for yourself, the more that you're able to do for others, especially if others aren't doing for you. Put that shit on a shirt. Um, <laughs> I have to, I have to. That was well said, man. I, I, I Look, I, I'm happy to hear you talk as much as you talk. The entire time I'm over this motherfucker doing this shit because I've, I've identified a lot with what you said and uh that means people have to have more conversation after this like like let's let's talk more i'm down i'm down to work as much as possible but professionally in 2023 what are the two three biggest hurdles that you're working on and in your opinion that are holding you back from blowing up i don't like the term blowing up i'll just say being more successful because again with what you said about about being independent and things of that nature we're going to just speak in just just growing Biggest hurdles, I'm gonna say marketing number one. I think uh, you know making making the music and all that. That's that's the part that I'm I'm good at. I know how to do all of that, and I'm getting better. Yeah. The marketing, I think, is is the part that is the biggest hurdle. Like, hey, how do we get this out there? How are we making money off of this? Uh, putting my face more on camera putting more on screen you know more exposure you know pushing the music who do we pushing it to you know why are we pushing it to them you know uh, do they like it do they not like it you know i think you know doing the analytics and you know figuring out what's best for the actual music itself because once the you know once the music is out there now it's just it's, it's not yours anymore it's everybody's now you know when you're in the studio and I'm putting, when I'm in the studio and I'm putting it, it's mine, you know, I'm doing it. But now I'm saying to myself, okay, what do we do now? You know, are we going to do a show about this? Man, only, only 20 people listen to this. Are we going to do a show for 20? You know, that's the part that I think is the biggest hurdle for me. Um, is And I'm, and I'm working on it, learning. I think it's a whole learning process and it wouldn't be fun if we weren't trying to learn at the same time. But, um, yeah, that's definitely the the biggest hurdle is just you know getting the getting the marketing and see how to really monetize everything with while keeping my uh, you know 
keeping everything that's dear to me and true to me real. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off you. I'm going off script on this one while, while AM stood up. I'm going to give you a pro of yours that I don't think you even mentioned that I always respect about you, and I'm going to give you a con that I'm always going to be focused on helping you with. One thing, and Candy, you can see me when I, as I'm saying this. One thing that's a pro to the core with, with, Can, with uh, Rob from the Mob is he's definitely not only a general, but he's definitely a soldier that knows and he sees the vision when I'm trying to explain it. And that's a hard thing to get across to some artists that are, you know, not being humble within themselves. They're all about themselves where it's like, hey, this is the vision. I'm trying to line this up for you. I'm trying to line this up for you. We've got the beat bank now. We got this rolling out. We got a someone that's an expert on, on marketing now. So we're starting to get all the puzzle pieces and chess pieces. And Rob has been one person that has always told me when I call him up, I already see the vision. I know what you're doing. Like I see the, the pieces on the board before you're moving them. So that's one thing I've always respected about you. And then the con where I'm always going to be focused to help you with is your procrastination. That's one thing that I'm focused like a motherfucker on to spur you on and get these things completed. Because you'll start a lot of things, but getting them done is the getting you past the finish line is going to be one of my jobs. You know, so I understand it. Yep. You you too, AM. But no, that's one thing. (laughs) Me three, man. (laughs) All right, next question, uh, Rob. Uh, for your very first new mixtape under Hear My Voice Entertainment, do you have a vision yet, speaking of visions, a vision yet of what themes, emotions, or styles that you want to mess with? I think it's going to be more than one. I think every song I feel like I make has its own personality, has its own life. Like in the mixtape, I might do I might do a little R&B jam with somebody, or I might do a little bit of singing. I might go hardcore and just rap with no hook. I might just do nothing but hooks. I, I feel like once I'm in the moment, it's going to be different every time. Like, there's no cookie-cutter way to do it for me. I can't so I, I can't say you didn't warn me when you said Drake. I can't say you didn't warn me when you said that. Uh, hey, sometimes you never know, man. You might get me a – you might get, I might get an instrumental and be like, Man, I'm just gonna have to sing on this. I don't know. You never know. I, I I go by the feel. I go by the moment. Somebody might want me to do sing on a hook for them. I'll do that too. I might have to sing in Spanish. I might do some reggaeton stuff. I don't have, and that's what I like about not being a signed artist. I don't have to follow nobody's rules. I'm either gonna do it the way I want to do it, or I'm not gonna do it at all. Who we sound like? <laughs> Fuck rules. <laughs> Fuck rules. Sounds like AM. That, yo, Rob, that sounds like AM to the core. You you guys, you guys, we need to turn the bump it and dump it panel to a damn phone call. This would be amazing. Hey, man, hey, man rapper AM, I'm a fan, baby. That's all I got to say. Hey, look, I'm a fan, too. We, we are definitely, definitely on the road I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan, bro. I'm a fan. I'm about to start a pot real quick. No. We got to collab with the whole fam and a bunch of records, but... If you can only feature one artist, who are you most excited to feature and why? Man, I'm going rapper AM, baby. Hey, okay. I'm going rapper AM. I, honestly, your voice, man. I think our voices, you know, kind of like how Eight Ball and MJG, man. When they come, when Eight Ball comes in and boom, MJG comes in, and how their styles and how their voices just complement each other. I feel like me and AM could make a killer song, man. That that I think everybody will enjoy, not just from the content, but musically, you know, 
I think his voice and my voice together on the track would be dope. I mean, I want to make a song with everybody, but definitely rapper AM for sure. It, it gonna Anything be rowdy. From Baltimore, I got I got big homies in Baltimore. They'll love me on the track with somebody from out there. You know what it, I mean? It, it gonna be rowdy and wild for sure. See, when yeah. you ready, when you ready to do that Meth vs Chef record with me, that's when you'll say me. We could be Meth vs Chef on that. <laughs> Man, taking on Doc J. That's that's uh you know. <laughs> Those are big shoes right there. Hey, we gonna be doing a whole lot. I'm uh, uh Doc already know we moving already. We already moving. My last question is gonna be a little deep, but what's the what's the one thing you want everyone to say about you at your funeral? I want them to say Rob from the Mob is one of the realest dudes I've ever met in my life. Point blank. Put that period. on the tomb. Put that on the tombstone. All right, I got the very last question. We're gonna close off this segment of hot seat. Last one, Rob. In your opinion, what is more meaningful to you, loyalty or respect, and why? Loyalty, 100%. People could respect you, but there's nothing like people that are loyal to you, man. Like, I think it's just night and day. Like, you, you could you could be, uh, you know, somebody open the door for you. That's respect, you know? Mm-hmm. But when, when, when you go to jail and that person bond you out, you know, put his house note, up, you know, his his more he put his house up to get you on a bond, you know, because he's loyal to you. You know, come pick you up whenever you need a ride, or hey, lend you a bet, you know, lend you a thousand, two thousand when you need some money and got you, bro. You know, loyalty, man. There's nothing like it. And I think that's my strong point, man. I'm a loyal ass dude, man. Like if you my friend, you my family. And as long as you don't break that, I'm gonna be loyal to you for the rest of your life. I respect the hell out of that. So moving on to segment five, 100% facts. With this segment each week, we'll start to get into the guts of radio success, facts about how artists are performing at radio, and what Doc J does for work at Media Base Charts Math. Number one spot. Okay, let's look and see who performed the best at radio last week and snatched that tippity-top chart spot. Tippity-top at Urban National Radio Formats is Fuck You Mean by Gunna. With over 6,662 spins per day last week. No plaque yet, but it's successfully on its way to a gold certification. It's currently also peaking at number three on Rhythmic Club charts as well. And this is one I was actually wrong about. And you guys know how rare that I'm wrong on something. So this is why it's, it's stuck in my head. So it was shipped on 7623 by YSL Records, 300 Entertainment, debuting at 46 on Urban and 45 on Club. And it has climbed the last two months, co-produced by Dunk Rock and Flo. It's chattery, cocky, club rap single with hollering hi-hats and a bangerish Blair chord effect on the hook. We're going to genuinely admit he's stressed with fame and just wants to make money. I wish I had both those problems, man. (laughs) As we always do, Hear My Voice Entertainment had previously reviewed this record for his label back in the day. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Candy. What'd he say? Oh, no. He he say? I read it. It wasn't right. I read it. I, uh, I read it also. And I wasn't going to not read it. I wasn't going to not. You've been goofed. You've been duped. You've by been the way, goofed. by the way, Rob, Rob, for Candy and AM, I made sure I sprinkled the word all over the slides. So they're they're going to say it a few times if they're not paying attention. So with and that, this is our first. This is our first fuck up. Unless, I mean, we're trying to be twisted critics. So if anything, we're doing a good job. So everyone, ra- raise your sock glass. Show us what you're drinking on. Candy, Candy, lead us in our special salute before we take our salute. Oh, I got you. So 
para arriba, para abajo, para el centro y para adentro. Salud. Oh. Salud. Yeah, yo, AM and Candy, I'm going to get both of you a lot if you're not paying attention. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so I said the R word. This record for his label back in early July. Let me just start it over. All right, as we always do, hear my voice in entertainment and previously R-worded this record for his <laughs> his label back in early July on our Bump It or Dump It panel. Only two of us were present that week. It was Robin Dot. Ironically, they were both wrong. But let's he who predicted it closer. Rob from the mob guessed a 20 out of 30 urban and a 40 out of 50 on club and doc. The master himself guessed a 5 out of 15 club and a 10 out of 20, 10 to 20 for urban. And I'm wrong with both of those. It's number one on urban. It's number three at club. I'm wrong twice. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. I guess you can't be right every single time, right? (laughs) I am like 65% now. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So moving on from that, we got new breaking singles. Here we quickly highlight which new songs are breaking the entry on urban radio charts. And we have four debuts this past week. All right. I'm going to start with half of them. I'm going to do the first two. We have bongos by Cardi B featuring Megan the stallion ship to radio on nine, six 23 is debuting at number 33 on urban charts with 1,139 spins per day. Last week distributed by Atlantic records produced by we good Brian Isaac for the thirties and DJ Swanko. Also debuting at number 46 on Club as well. Uh, the second highest new breaking record we have is We Can't Forget Him, Bobby Storm. That's that record that samples the uh, the the Regulate. <laughs> um, shipped 8, 22, 23, debuting at number 43 on Urban. 815 spins per day last week. It distributed by Tribby Records. She's completely indie. Largely TikTok viral with over 105 million views in two weeks. Ironically, her indie label is trying the mystique marketing method of initially not making the single available on any streaming services or platforms or even YouTube off the off the jump, which I don't know. That might be a good idea. That might be a bad idea. It's probably going to be a combination, but I'm bringing it up the rear. New breaking singles continued equal dirt by Rilo Rodriguez. Ship to Radio 811-23 debuted at number 44 for Urban with over 652 spins per day last week. Distributed by GW Entertainment Capital Records, produced by Rilo himself. Good job, Rodriguez. Paula Barba, GO6 Beats, produced by Don Stefspat. All right, you know what? It's a lot of producers. That's a lot of producers. <laughs> I was I was a bit doing this, and I was like, wait, you got a room full of people tapping the... <laughs> Steph Spazin <laughs> and KVXI, and I guarantee that's like seven or fucking whatever, seven, nine. Barbie World by Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice, and Aqua is the next one. It's going to be shipped 6-30-23, debuting at number 45 for Urban with over 597 spins per day last week. Distributed by Atlantic and Republic slash Capital Records. Produced by Riot USA. That's it. One producer. Well, well, Riot USA is a crew, but I know it's a group. I know it's a group. I know it's a group. It's not like nine of them though. And also debuted at twenty-five on Rhythmic Club and thirty-eight on Pop. That's what's up. So we have all rated. We have rated all four on the past panels, including you, Rob. Starting with Cardi B's Bongo, 
Let's see if we agree or disagree. Mr. From the Mob, why don't you lead us and why don't you say what you thought about it? All right. On uh, bongos, I put, I love Cardi B when she gets down and dirty. She pulls no punches when she refers to female anatomy, a topic I prefer. Megan Thee Stallion is a perfect co-host for this show. This will heavily influence provocative dancing no matter what the scenario. Thunderous bass, wet stick snares, and fun breakdowns bring a lot of energy to the table. Impossible for her not to twerk something to. Fun, raunchy, and almost uncomfortable, just the way we like it. I put, I predicted 10 to 20 on Urban and 20 to 30 on Rhythmic Club. All right, and, and what did you rate it with, too? You gave it a... Oh, I gave it a, I gave it a weak bump. Gotcha. Okay. I will follow along with him. Doc J on 914 said and faxed to her label, first collab since WAP is an up-tempo, percussive, Latin-spiced thumper with raunchy energy produced by committee of We Good, Brian Isaac for the 30s, and DJ Swanko. It's a loop of the term bongos, or bong, they actually say, with hi-hats and a twerky bass line. Cardi's mix is mixed too loud, in my opinion. The steady robotic bonds, 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 bonds gets annoying real fast to me. Lyrically explicit, they try one-upping each other, speaking on pussy, purses, sex, and bad bitch attitude. Cardi, I actually like. She started out with funny one-liners. I actually appreciated that part. Overall, though, mo- mediocre, and Megan's forgettable on this record. I didn't like her feature on it. But fun ad-libs, ratchet stripper summer appeal, and both are stars, so it'll chart high. Likely top 10 on both urban and club. I probably should have did something similar and, to and, that. And I, gave it, and I gave it a weak, a weak dump, by the way. You dumped it? Yes. Yeah, he dumped it. What I said was, I said, the crazy thing is I like the beat a lot. Cardi had a lot of energy, but it became monotonous very quick. Um, there wasn't anything that either of them did to change the pace in either of their verses or change up how they were saying anything. Even when Megan had the pops, the pop drums, like I don't know if you guys heard the, the, the there's a bit, bit, bit kind of thing, which was dope for the beat, right? But in terms of her, she literally was still doing that ah, da, 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 shit that she usually does over that. Megan flowed well and had a really cool personal quote. Um, I personally think that Megan should have gone first. It's one of those, the only songs that I haven't liked Cardi on in a while. And now I see why I see all of the women on my timeline talking about the backshot. Backshot sounds like bongos. I never knew what the fuck they were talking about until now. And now I know. Um, I don't think I like Cardi enough on this one. Uh, I did like Megan, which surprises me because I don't like Megan much. 2030 Urban, and then I did 3040 Club, and I gave it a weak pump with a B. Yeah, you're, you're probably going to be wrong with those ratings. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Seeing yours and seeing Rob's, I think I agree with you guys. Just because of the fact that who they are. I used to, that's crazy because I used to say that. Even if I don't like it, the fact that you both are superstars, right? Yeah. It's going to go higher. It's going to go higher. So I kind of agreed with AM, just had the opposite reaction. So I said the beat goes hard, really makes me move my shoulders. Cardi B showing why she's the best female in the game. The theme of the song was weak. I kind of just, it didn't resonate with me. But some verses I can see being used as captions, both sounded clean. But the beat can be a bit overshadowing on some parts compared to their verses. I didn't really like Megan, honestly. I think she was a weak feature. Agreed. But I think Cardi, right now, Cardi's the best female artist. She eat. Yeah, she does, bro. I mean, you could argue Nicki Minaj, but 
mm-hmm. think it's just her, her her legacy that's keeping her up there. It is Cardi Cardi over Nikki right now. Cardi Cardi shows up with a lot of personality, and that's that's the one thing that uh, that I always like. It's charisma, and she's fun, right? The, the she only attacks thing that- it too. Like she she goes out like uh the last song, jealousy. Yeah, yeah I like that. Bro goes hard, bro. Yeah. The only knock that I've ever had on Cardi had nothing to do with Cardi. It was her boring mix that they would do on her vocals, and they've been adding a lot of backing and, and effects on it. I love her. Like I, 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 Doc, I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't said, had anything bad to say about her before this song in maybe two years. Yeah, I just felt like, and, and I think you pick up on this on other records too, I, I felt like her vocals were mixed way louder than my, Megan's. It, I, it didn't make any sense to me as just to my ears, you know? I agree, I agree and I'm surprised I didn't say that. Gotcha. So, second debut and single of the week on the chopping block for us is Bobby Storm's We Can't Forget Him. Two bumps, one dump, and I'll start. Doc J on 9-6 said, Newcomer Bobby has tiptoed both social media live star and gospel R&B artist for a bit now. But this is much, much, much more urban. Her first national single heavily samples Michael McDonald's Keep Forgetting, the same exact way Warren G did on Regulate. What I do dig about it is she lyrically pays homage to both records and actually gives like props to both of them. And girl can really sing. Love her belt in, her layering, her control. <clears throat> it's viral right now with 105 million plus TikTok views, understandably for the cool sample. Well written, well mixed. Her indie labels being slow to ship it to stations and upload, which possibly adds more mystique, but I'm not sure if that will hinder it or hurt it. But while it's viral, I think it's going to do well. I think it's going to climb to the 25 to 35 urban range and 40 to 50 club range. And in my opinion, they should ship it to adult R&B as well. I gave it a weak bump. I get happy saying that someone else says that certain songs should be shipped to other uh, other charts because I feel that way about a lot of music. I've stopped saying that. I've stopped saying a lot of things, but that's one of the things that a lot of times I hear. And I know me and you go back and forth about um, about uh, Afro beats with that and how they don't have a home. But I, I hear a lot of songs that get shipped to club or whatever R&B is. I don't even know what the fuck they call R&B. Whatever they call R&B. Is it adult, club? Adult R&B, adult contemporary R&B is, I guess, the no, 30, the 30 and over crew. What, what's the <laughs> under that? What do they call that? Is that rhythmic? That becomes rhythmic? No, that becomes urban, so like rap and hip-hop stations. So it's, it, it really doesn't have a home, just like you and I have had the conversation about Afrobeats. It kind of sucks a little bit. It's, it's the same deal, right? And, I, and I, I feel like I've heard... Me and you had this conversation about Alicia Keys and things of that nature, and she always needs to do both. Do both. Like, just don't leave the adult contemporary out if you're making music that's fucking sexy like like the real sexy not not my pussy i'm talking like like that shit sounds rob rob what what i am speaking on is uh alicia keys had a three-year run of about eight singles that all got shipped just to urban rap and hip-hop not not anything else and one of those nine singles charted like i personally understand what happened it did yeah only only one of those nine actually charted and like it was like eight flops if you want to call it that now the entire time our panels and not just us but nationwide have been saying you're shipping to the wrong stations your fan base has grown with you you're 42 years old i'm 41 like we've grown with her we're in our 30s and 40s so therefore the people are gonna that are gonna listen to her and support her have moved on to the adult r&b station so the minute they did that she had five singles in a row that charted number one on adult r&b and it's like it's that stubbornness that some artists think they're in a different genre when they're not. So that, I, I agree with AM on that. Like, I like to tell the labels, hey, you're shipping the shit to the wrong station, you know? And I feel the same way about Beyonce sometimes. Uh, I understand why she's she can go to Urban because of her beats, but 
I would never leave myself off of uh, adult. Um, but what I said in my um, my review, oopsie, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I and I literally looked at my bottle as I said that. Come on, guys, my bad. I apologize. <laughs> Rob, Rob, pour up, man, brother, pour up, man. Oh, I'm already look. I'm already inebriated. That's why I probably didn't care. My shit tastes like water now. I don't know. I'm about to go get in the trouble on my son's ear. Thanks, guys. Listen, my <laughs> shit does not taste like water. My shit tastes like rum that tastes like raspberry. By the way, salute to all your boys. Pour up, pour up. All right, so what I said, it was a very clean sample flip. It was written very well. Survived from the beginning of the beat. And I'm usually, I haven't been happy with samples uh, over the last three years that uh, folks been touching. But this one did uh, the sample justice. Strong vocals. The hook sounds great. All in all, the mix was A1. And I like this a lot. I added it to one of my one of my, my things. Urban, I didn't, I said it was not going to chart. Damn, I did that backwards. My bad. 30, 40 Urban. And then I said it was not going to chart on Club. Weak bump with a beat. Gotcha. Rob, you're the third person on the panel that actually uh, rated this one. So what did you have to say about it? We can't forget him. Bobby Storm. Now, I am not a huge fan of samples. I cannot stand them. I respect them. I know there's some great songs out there that use them that we've loved for years. But I think in 2023, enough is enough. I put, we got another sample of Michael McDonald's, I Keep Forgetting with some pretty Bobby Storm vocals on top. Because she can sing. The girl yeah. can sing. Chill R&B type vibes with decent lyrics. Zero for originality, though. A cleaner mix than the original uh, version gives it a more modern feel. I think Warren G milked this cow dry. <laughs> so it's hard to think of anything else besides regulate and the original cut. That's what I put. It has a good sound to it, but that's about it. I said it was going to do 30 to 40 on Urban. 20 to 30 on Rhythmic Club, and I gave it a weak dump. I'm sorry, man. I just, the samples, man, especially those big ones, man, that we've heard time and time again. I just can't picture these artists sitting in the studio saying, you know what? Let's make a song to, I keep forgetting, but, you know, I just can't. I just don't get it. I don't so, get it. so, Rob, where I agreed with AM on this one, at least a little bit, complete piggybacking each other. Like, I like the writing and the fact that she actually gave props the Warren G record and she even gave props to some of the melodic lines of the Michael Madonna record so when you do it right like give props to the old school people I have a little bit more respect for it but I'm usually in line with you too a lot of these drill records that sample something and don't change it at all I'm like zero for originality dump <laughs> you know yeah she doesn't get a pass for show giving a shout out bro I don't care she gets no <laughs> No. I'll, dr I'll oh, drink yeah. to that. Hey, shout, out, hey, shout out to Warren G. Let's just ruin this song real quick. <laughs> I'll drink to that, bro. All right, so next up, it's going to be a single by Rilo Rodriguez, Equal Dirt. Three of us on a panel. <laughs> Three fucking dumps. And I said, uh, it's hard to hear. I hear a lot of little baby influence. And when I say that, I mean that he auto-tuned the fuck out of his main vocals. Yes. But I literally hear, I only know the song from the uh, the last part on TikTok. Who this foe? Who this foe? I was like, ah, the condom, the condom thing. I actually hate that shit. And it makes me get upset because the song at that point is a phenomenal fucking song. So I have headphones when I was listening to this and it was still hard to hear any words that he was saying. I understand that we have accents and things of that nature, but the auto-tune on top of accents and the ill-pronounced words have me only catching three words per fucking sentence. It makes me feel old. 
I actually felt the vibe. I knew what they were going for. I love the beat, but it's a no for me. 4050 Urban. It's not charting on club, and I gave it a strong fucking dunk. <laughs> I did not disagree with my brother AM. Uh, Doc J said on 9-6, we sent to the label. Rilo's new one is Troubled Relationship Emo Melodic Future-esque <laughs> Mumble Trap. He was trying to sound too much future and got, got penalized for it. Produced by a big committee of Rilo himself, Paula Barba G06 Beats, produced by Dodge, Steph Spazzing, and KV8, or I don't even know, KV9, I don't even know. It's a soulful vocal chop, hi-hat, springy bass, midi claps, and some nice keyboard work. I'll give him credit on that. He tries sounding genuine on it, discussing their issues, them both cheating, even takes some blame, and happy she got an abortion. What? Nope. <laughs> Way too much reverb auto-tune for my taste. It became Im- inaudible. Certain parts, I'm not sure if he's sad or mad or just high. Music ain't bad, yet the vocal sound quality sucks. He had decent radio run lately, so it'll chart more than likely. And I'd, but I'd like to hear someone that's actually lyrical on this beat, someone like myself or AM to rap over this beat. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'd like to hear what you say on this beat, AM. But uh, I predicted thirty to forty on both Urban and Club. I think it's going to chart on both, but not very long at all. I give it a week dump. Man, this is equal dose. One of one of the worst songs I've heard in a long time. Uh. You know, props to for doing it. <clears throat> Even if it's a song I don't like, I always give you know credit to the artist for getting to the studio and putting the work in and actually making the damn song. But this one here, I put first of all, I strong dump the hell out of this. <laughs> Equal Dirt by Rilo Rodriguez. Rilo Rodriguez sounds like a poor man's little baby. The mumble rap auto tune is terrible. The pathetic attempt to mimic future is just as bad. The 808s are the only thing popping here. No vibe, no message, no theme, no originality. I said, I'm not into this at all. I think it's going to go 30 to 40 on Urban because it had a strong, you know, debut position. But that's it. And I strong dumped it. Man, I think that that song is everything that's wrong with music today. But hey, props for doing it. Props for getting in the studio and putting in the work just because I don't like it. Just because y'all don't like it don't mean it's a bad song. You know, some people probably love that, but not me. I thought it was terrible. I, uh, I'm glad I'm never going to listen to that song ever again. <laughs> Last but not least is Nicki Minaj's Barbie World. Had four reviewers, three bumps and one dump. Oopsie. Oh, fuck. That's another shot. Oh, no. I missed it. I, I was like, it. oh, fuck. All right, guys. Salud. Rob, you're taking a shot with us, by the way. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Rob, Rob said, oh. Rob, 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 I'm raising my glass to you, brother. He pulled the I'm getting there. I'm, getting there. I'm looking for this part, this this record. Yo, Candy, he just pulled a shit, I gotta practice. Get another bottle. Oh. Candy, he just pulled a practice? Practice? We going, we going redemption now. I got to oh, redeem man. myself. We going redemption. I need, I need to hear Rob from the mob intoxicated by the end of this episode. So, so on 7-4, I said, I low-key like it. It makes my head bob for sure. A little too short for my liking, but I do enjoy the song. I'm digging the new drill style coming out. I did have a little trouble understanding some of the lyrics through the original song playing over it, but majority was clear and clean. So I, I gave it a, a 10 to 2 on Rhythmic Club, 
and I thought it was gonna go thirty to forty on pop. I gave it a weak bump. Did ten to twenty on on Rhythm Club? Yeah, yeah. he gave it a twenty. Okay, I, I heard ten to two when he said that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. Am well, your turn, brother? I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. No, no, right. it, it's Am me and then you, Rob. So you got a little bit of time. I dislike the beat and personally, I don't like the drill beats and the vocals. Uh, on nostalgic songs like this, it borderlines or borders corny. The hook hits and makes you want to dance. Uh, the song is going to do numbers. You can't help but want to dance to the hook itself. Uh, it's a short, replayable song with good quality. I know it sounds weird that I put all those things together like that, but I don't like it and I don't hate it. I think it's going to do well because of the ladies, which is what the fuck I should have said earlier, but I'll give it a weak bump. Because of the intelligence of, of what they did. It's smart. 10 to 20 for club, 30 to 40 to pop. And that's it. It's not going to chart on Urban. I, I heard that the only reason they did that was because Aqua didn't want their song to be featured on the film. See? And that, but that, make, that makes sense to me. Like, why well, not, right? And, 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 and in, in my, uh, ooh, I almost said it. In my rating, I actually explained the bigger problem. It's not Aqua. That's, Aqua got paid for this candy. So they actually okay. don't. They don't care because it's actually debuting at Rhythmic so, uh, on, on Club. I'm sorry. It's actually uh, debuting on, on Urban. So AM got that one wrong for sure. But all right. So what I said to her label was Barbie's film is due mid-July. And here's a clubby sample drill for a single pairing this year's new it girl, Ice Spice, with Barbie persona, Nicki Minaj. The Riot USA beat rides heavy on an Aqua's two, 1997 hit Barbie World loop over a spread of speedy syncopated drill drums and 808s. Already controversial because the rapper Problem and Sweetie are on social media's claiming that Nicki stole the entire idea from Sweetie's IG Live of them making the beat, but they didn't copyright it. Oh, no. Yeah, so what, what happened was, I think, I don't, and I don't blame all of it on Nicki, I think Riot USA heard them do that, made the beat, sold it to Nikki, and copyrighted it before Sweetie did anything with it. So wow. I, I may not put all the blame on Nikki, but damn sure she knew about it. <laughs> I think we got to put the blame on Sweetie, though. That's the number one thing you always say, copyright. Yep. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I don't think Sweetie and Problem finished making the record. They played around with the Barbie beat and they're like, oh, we should ship this to the Barbie film. But they didn't. You know, that was their own bad. Plenty of raunchy Barbie metaphors on partying and being bad bitches. Good energy, yet repetitive and bubblegum corny. I agree with AM on this one. This was really corny to me. Real basic and super short at just under a minute and 50 seconds. These singles are getting shorter, guys. How well Princess Diana did, it'll chart and be slower, but be slower than expected, I think. My guess is 10 through 20 at pop, 20 to 30 at club, and 35 to 45 at urban. Weak dump. I'm the only one that dumped it. It was nice. I, I kind of, I didn't love it. Yeah. Rob, have you found it or no? Yeah, I got it. All right, you're next up, brother. All right. Um, <clears throat> Barbie World. You know, I, I, I love the female artists, man. I, I, I'm a huge fan. I love them. I'm starting to get sick of all the dudes. <laughs> I'm becoming <laughs> a bigger and bigger fan of all the especially Ice Spice. So I, I bumped it. I put a weak bump on this, uh, even though it's a Barbie World song. And I wrote I like how they have Aqua as a feature artist, even though this was her original concept, because that was her original track. I put I love Ice Spice. For me, for now, I think Ice Spice is the hottest female artist right now. I think so. And personal person thing. So I put she has replaced Cardi B for me at least. I put that there. 
Nicki Minaj is still one of the greatest. This track is a version of Barbie Girl with herbs and ice spice. I try to be funny there. Sorry. <laughs> a track off the Barbie movie soundtrack, which was a pretty cool concept. I've got it one top doing top 10 on Rhythmic Club, 15 to 25 on pop, and 40 to 50 on urban. I um I might have um outreached myself, but like I said, I'm a fan. I love Nikki. I love Ice Spice. And um I think, you know, I put a weak bum because I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was fun. I have a question for AM and Rob, both actually. Um, do you think, and this is just my personal opinion, when we do these ratings, I'm being very careful with my words here because I am a little intoxicated, but do you guys <laughs> think with the, the movie coming out in July and this being shipped to radio July 4th and it taking this long to even debut at number 45, do you think, I mean, I even said that in my review, it'll do it'll chart but be slower than expected. Do you think that's going to hurt its chance of climbing up? No, I think after the movie comes out and things of that nature, uh, it's going to... Metadata taps hot words and no matter what the fuck we do on Google, Yahoo, or whatever we're using for the search engine, it's gonna pop Barbie up at the top, and it might not be the number one search, but it'll be the, it'll be top ten. So I think with that, even if we have mistake clicks uh, and people not liking it, people talking bad or down on it, I think that they're gonna get enough traction for the song to do something. Okay. All right. So all right. So uh, Candy, move on to the next spot then. It's time for Just the Stats. This is where we separate radio from streaming and the men from the boys and AM from Doc. Everyone knows you. <laughs> Doc lies, AM lies, Rob might lie. I'm not too sure. So let's go through the more meaningful stats and, and actual movement on the U.S. urban charts. So we got three of the biggest risers this week were number one, There I Go by Gucci Mane featuring J. Cole up five spots from 34 to 29. It is up 37.6 more spins now, averaging about 1,364 spins a day. Number two, we got Meltdown featuring Travis Scott. Oh, my bad. Meltdown by Travis Scott featuring Drake up four spots from 20 to 16. It is up 18.7 more spins now with an average of 2,585 spins a day. Man, Drake carrying that for sure. Number three, we got Endless Fashion by Lil Uzi Vert. Featuring Nicki Minaj up three spots from 23 to 20 with 22.3% more spins. Now with 2,260 more spins a day. All right. So if Candy's got the biggest risers, I guess I'm the, the dooms man this time. I'm going to tell the biggest three drops this week. We got number one, Fight the Feeling by Rod Wave. It's down nine spots going from 16 to 25, 28% less spins. And it's now down to 1,685 spins per day. Number two is Thang For You, Rilo Rodriguez featuring No Cap. It's down six spots from 31 to 37, 7.7% less. Now 1,067 spins per day. And Curious by NLE Choppa featuring, that's not correct. Curious is actually uh, Eric Bellinger and Fabulous and someone else, by the way. <laughs> oh, now? I'm happy you're here. Curious by Eric Bellinger, down four spots from 22 to number 26, 22.6% less. Now 1,673 spins per day. Hey, hey I'm, All right. I'm the drunk. I am the drunk fuck of the of the fucking show. <laughs> I thought it was 6 p.m. just now, guys. 
God damn it. Respect to the indies this week. Let me see if my eyes work properly. Point to me. Indie <laughs> Dope Rapper featuring Cardi B's up. Point point to me friends. too. Point me part two. Look, see? You see? I'm just letting you know. Let me do it again. Respect to the indies this week. Point me. That's a point to me. <laughs> One more time. Respect to the indies this week. Number one is going to be Point Me Two. Fendi the Rapper featuring Cardi B up to number 13 with 2,774 spins per day, which is a 4.7% increase. Talibans by Byron Messia. Messier. Messier. Fuck his name. Fuck his name. I hate it. Up to 17 with 2,273 spins per day. One. 0.4% increase from Sexy Red. <laughs> Wish y'all could see my face. Up to number 21 with 2,199 spins per day. It's a 20.2% increase. Not Luck from Malcolm May featuring Lil Baby up to 24 with 1,764 spins per day, which is a 5.9%. Yo, AM, I'm dying laughing because I could see your face. You're on video. I know. Oh, man, I'm gone. I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. Quick. I wanted to speak on what Doc, he brought up Rod Wave. They're cooking him on social media. Yeah. Like, damn, he broke his heart so many times because he's fat. Like, <laughs> I'll say this, though. Yo, That's why he Candy, said his heart broken. Yo, Candy, what's really funny with that, and I think Jessica Bonilla, one of our next guests in the next few episodes, will speak on it, too. In the state of Florida, like, he's from that, that Fort Myers, Tampa area. He just did his birthday party there, and he sold out a damn like that shit was like eighty five thousand people, and it was packed. So it's like, right, it, bro, right now he's hot with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, athletes actually, a lot of athletes listening to him, man. Believe it or not, AM and I butt heads on re- artists like that, Rod Wave and Moray, because Hold on. Butt heads. Fuck, fuck Rod Wave, right? <laughs> no, I, I fuck with Rob. I, I, like I, Rob I, I fuck with Rod Wave too. The thing is, it's like we call it trap gospel, and AM's like that shit's country music. <laughs> <laughs> it is music. just like, just like what's his name? Just like fucking Gibeon with his yodeling ass. Well, I, mean, I like, I like Gibeon too. But country hey. music is derived from from corridos from Mexican shit. You know what I mean? It is. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not trying to be offensive. I be singing. That's when Rob, Rob said that shit earlier, right? My mother, my fucking mother, says I sound like Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, and then she's like, when I heard Gibeon sing, it sounded like you. I said, bitch, fuck you. She said, <laughs> You remind me of a Gideon, but you, but you're giving me Rod Wave. That's that's what that's what she said. And and look, here's the bad part. That that's very fucking true. Very fucking true. Give me. All right, all right. So I'm, I'm gonna keep things moving. We're at the radio RIPs, or the way Candy says it, the radio rips. The radio, the radio rips, baby. Rip it up. This is the deaths or, or singles that are actually fell off radio charts, the top 50 at least, ending on 9, 10, 23. Here we are giving a final farewell to the singles that officially died and fell off the national rotation of commercial radio. This week we had five condolences to Mourn and Barry this week. Candy, why don't you kick us off first? Well, we got Search and Rescue by Drake. It was shipped mid-April, had a five-month run, peaked at number five, but it had no plaques. We have Chromosomes by Heedlock, shipped late in May. Four-month run, and it peaked at number 19 with no plaque. 
I don't know if you guys saw me clapping. I was really happy to see a Drake single die. You already know I know. I ain't got to look at my damn screen to see I you clapping. You were clapping for AM putting in that word. I, I was clapping for both. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three that's fallen off the charts is Bluffin' Gucci Mane featuring Little Baby. It was shipped early July, two and a half month run. It peaked at number 27, and it did not earn a plaque. So on the more successful part of it, we got Double Back by Coco Jones. It was shit mid-June, had a three-month run, but it peaked at number one and earned a gold plaque. Interesting fact with that. Do any of you three watch the uh, the reboot of Fresh Prince, the uh, Bel Air? Yes, no. and I know she star I know she stars as Hillary. She's Hillary, yeah. So she's I had a conversation with someone at my job about it early on. Coco is fucking beautiful. She's beautiful oh, and, and she can sing amazing. too. That's the cool thing. Like she's got that almost Mary type of pain. And so, she's beautiful. Yeah. She's so. fucking she ain't beautiful. She's fucking beautiful. <laughs> hey, and what's the last one, brother? I got ain't gonna answer from LE Chopper. N L E fucking mouth. Ain't gonna answer from NLE Chopper featuring Lil Wayne. It was shipped early April. Five point five month run peaked at number one, but he didn't get a plaque. That's crazy. That's ironic that the the record where with the exception of bluffing, double back was the only one that was three months or, or less. And it's the only one that earned a plaque. All these ones that had like five months, five and a half months don't earn plaques. That's crazy to me. So are they really successful? Yeah, they're still successful. They're successful because they're popular. And you guys know my opinion about popularity versus profit, but that's another whole podcast. Profit over popularity. What are we talking about? Profit. Yo, we're going to go at Rob's. We all indie. We want profit. We don't care about popularity. Nope. This is our segment six, edutainment. This is my favorite part of the show where we like to help you listeners and make you listeners that email us, actually, the stars of a segment. If you don't know already, we have a Facebook fan page, www.facebook.com backslash twisted critics. Close your parentheses if you fancy like that. A mailing list that you can subscribe to and a twisted critics business email, which is going to be twisted critics at mail.com. Don't confuse it with Gmail, Ymail, Amail, Bmail, where anyone can send in business questions. Hell. Doc and I even text people. But this is where we pull two questions. Make you the star and myself, Doc, will pull you through and guide you through the answers. Candy, why don't you do the honors? Mi hermano. I got stuck literally sitting here saying, how the fuck do you say brother in Spanish? <laughs> Let me get my hat ready. I got the questions right here. And first up, we got Sandra Blandy from New York. She says... I have my own distribution, and my artist, I'm pushing name Yellow Zoo, who I'm thankful to see royalties for. My question is, has the, rest, has the registration process through MediaBase changed, and where do I access it? Just number two, we got Jai Witness, a.k.a. Genesis, from... That is, that is a unique name. It is. I, honestly, I'm going to be real with you. I don't got my glasses. I'm a little tipsy. I'm probably, He's you know, mispronouncing it. it. Yeah, I'm winging it right now, bro. I'm pulling an AM saying, ah, BA is that what, Virginia? Uh, yes, Virginia. There, he's Virginia. from Virginia. I just added him on social media two nights ago, too, which is pretty ironic that you pulled that question. So that's so he asked, if you plan to release content under a creative common license, is it still necessary to copyright the content? All right. So first of all, I'm going to answer these questions questions with an answer but i'm also pose questions to both rob and am because they're the two artists in this so first of all starting with sarah blandine 
from New York. What's up, New York? Where I was huh. born at. Um, she is she has earned distribution and an artist she's pushing Yellow Zoo. She's seeing royalties, but she wants to know has the process for media base changed? The process for media base has not changed since two thousand and three. So unless she hasn't submitted anything for media base and coding in twenty years, it definitely hasn't changed. Rob, do you know how to submit anything to media base right now? Because that is my job. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna call Doc J. <laughs> and be like, yo, Doc J, I needed to submit something to Media Base, and then we're gonna take it from there. Right. That is what's, and that's the that's the proper way to do. Like that's where I have respect for artists that go to conferences and be like, I don't know how to do this, but I know who to call for it. So, all right, that's so it. Sarah, to explain this to you, very very simple. If you do a Google search, there's a website called www.2.mediabase.com. If you do a Google search for encode to media base it's gonna bring you i think it's like the third or fourth link down i haven't done the search but it's like the third or fourth link fourth link down for new music notifications so you don't register music to media base like you would like a performing rights org you you register your music to bmi ascap csec socon etc you register a copyright application form for media base we call we do what's called code encoding you find that encoding new music notification form I have it open on my screen right now. It asks you very simple questions, name, company, phone, email, exact title from the copyright. So therefore you gotta have a copyright first. Don't encode it before a copyright. If there's any feature on it, the official release date, if it has already been illegally released like without a copyright and your ISRC code. You have all that, you fill that out. And at the very bottom, there's a song audio choose file from computer and you upload it from it so it's super easy the minute you upload it from it you can only do one song per application form or per encoding you upload it with that choose file part and then you hit submit and it takes us 48 to 72 hours so two to three days to encode your record to media base so we're one of the the quicker steps your biggest concern will be you get in that copyright first and you get in your isrc code once you have those two in hand this is your next step that you should be doing. So that was a really good question because a lot of people don't know that. But no, the process hasn't changed since 2003. And Candy, please refresh my memory because I talked way too much for that one. What's the second question? It was, if you plan to release content under a Creative Commons license, is it still necessary to copyright the content? All right, so Jai, Jai Witness from Virginia. I'm going to go to AM on this one. Do you know what Creative Commons license was even created for, Mr. Rapper AM? Isn't it? Isn't it? Wait. So I, I used to uh, see this all the time. Uh, is it made for video? It's made oh. for everything. So it could be right. for music. It could be for audio. It could be for literature. It could be for resources. So to answer Jai Witnesses, I want to answer this correctly for him. We got to give him a slight, very brief history lesson. Mm -hmm. The website for Creative Commons was created. The organization is a nonprofit organization, by the way. It was created in 2001, and it was for universities. So like when AM and I, that was the time AM and I were in college. When we were going to college, anything that you're pulling for reports, dissertations, essays, that is all considered Creative Commons. So like when you go to like websites like Wikipedia, that even falls under Creative Commons. For the longest time, for like half a decade, they thought that they hated library of congress and copyrights because they give out everything that goes to creative commons license for free so with your question 
I'm going to answer your first half of the question. If you plan to release content under Creative Commons license, you don't want to do that. You want to make money off of your music. You want to make a living out of this. You want to pay your bills. If you did release it registered under Creative Commons license, you are basically giving licenses for people to use it for free for non-monetization. So college students, stuff, graphics for photography, that's all under, under Creative Commons license as well. So therefore, the people that use it, they get a license that says, hey, we can put this out for a college paper, for you know, a local underground TV show, and we won't get sued if we don't make any money off of it. The minute they start making money off of it, as long as the original creator has a copyright, they can enact their copyright rights and say, hey, you got to pay me an actual license to use this. So it's kind of a two-part question you asked there. Definitely necessarily necessary to get a copyright. If you actually go and I have it open for you, the Creative Commons website, which is https colon backslash backslash creativecommons.org backslash FAQ backslash. They actually give you that whole history lesson in long form that I just read to you. It explains that they're not against copyrights. It explains that you need a copyright. It explains what the term some rights reserved means. And that's what Creative Commons was. It's a nonprofit org that allows all this content, whether it be music, photography, video, lyrics, whatever, to go on the line for students primarily to use for the reports and not be charged for it. But if you are going to go that route, please copyright it before you submit it there and upload it. Wise words from the doc himself. That's right. I want everyone to make money off of this. This is our business. We have to make a living. We all got kids. We got families. We got wives. We got bills. We all need to make a little bit of profit out of this. Salute to that. Salute to that, bro. Oh, boy. We at our death part now. Uh, hey, I'm sorry. I'm already fucked up. Uh, we are now in segment number seven. Seven degrees of separation. All right. Just in case we haven't drank enough yet, this is what we're going to fuck this shit all the way up and change that. I ain't got nothing else light. I'm drinking all fucking shots. I'm sending messages to women right now talking about trying to eat that butthole when my son falls asleep. So, so, uh, and I thought it was 6 p.m. <laughs> all right. So since we are the Twisted Critics and Rap AM is definitely a Chris Twisted Critic right now. Since we at Twisted Critics have become Spotify curators, we use this little game, Rob, to show and test our music knowledge and memory. A theory proposed in 1929 and resurrected by the music uh, the, by the movie industry in the early 90s, there was a running joke in the industry uh, and a concept that that every actor and actress was somehow related or linked through movie roles or relatives to Kevin Bacon by either six degrees or connections or less. We are crazy enough, especially AM, to test the same theory with damn urban music. So Rob, this is where you are a curator too. You are actually creating this playlist as you speak right now. So this, once this goes live on mon next Monday, you could tell your homeboys, your family, your friends, your girls, whatever, that you created this playlist with us. In exchange, you got to play this game with us right now. Do me a favor and pull out a drink. Make sure it's in front of you because we're probably going to take a handful of shots if we ain't our P's and Q's right now. All right? This is rapid fire. Seven connections, seven rounds, 10-second guesses. Obviously, no cheating. And for each mistake that any of us make, all of us take shots, including the listeners. We are connecting songs through collaborations, not producers, 
not writers, not crews, nothing like that. Do you understand this? So I got to take a shot even if you get it wrong. Yes. Damn right. Let's right. go. <laughs> Love the I, uh, so first of all, Rob, do you understand the rules? I think I do. Okay. So last episode we left off on Thug Love by Bone Thugs and Harmony featuring Tupac. So why don't you make the first connection? So you can use either Bone Thugs and Harmony or Tupac and connect them to another song. I'm going to go smile. And that's Tupac. Tupac and Scarface. Yeah. Nice. All right, Doc, you are. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, man. My two favorite artists of all time. All right, <clears> all right. I love Scarface, together. too. I, I think I love Scarface as much as Rob. I'm going to go keep the Scarface line going on. I'm going to connect Smile with Tupac and Scarface with Can't Be Life, Jay-Z featuring Scarface and Beanie Siegel. Good job. Okay, AM, what you got for us? Ah, shit. Oh, fuck. I fucked up. Okay, wait. Uh, Who'd you do? You did Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel? And Scarface, yeah. And Scarface. Uh, I'm going to do Jay-Z, Kanye West, Niggas in Paris. Okay. We back on Rob. You can use either war. Jay-Z featuring UGK Big Pimpin. That's right. Easy. And it would be on me. Jay-Z featuring My bad. I thought it was Candy's turn. No, you're all good. You all good. You all good. No, no, no. Candy's it's just it's just me, you and Doc right now. Okay, okay, let's go. Okay, so I'm going to connect. Oh, let's see. Jay-Z featuring UGK Big Pimpin'. I'm going to connect Jay-Z with Mary J. Bly's Can't Knock the Hustle. I love it. So wait, y'all going to have to. Y'all, I might make us drink, but I'm going to have the feature and all of that, right? And I had the song right. I'm going Jay-Z Freeway. And my brain here is, even know what we do is wrong. I don't know the fucking song title. Oh, oh, it's it's what, oh, we do. What, oh, we do. what we do. Count that, because I said what we do is wrong. Okay. Count that. Gotcha. Count it. Damn, we're gonna make it through this whole bit without fucking up. <laughs> and let's go. Come on, Rob, bring it home. It's the first time we ever had it. Like, Jay Z and Freeway. What we do? Yep. Wow. Jay Z and Freeway. Clutch can rob for the mob. Bring us home right now. Five, four, with the jump. Three, two, one. Jay Z and oh my God! Say the song. Just say the song. Say the song. Let's take, a shot. Let's take a shot, and then I'll help him. Oh, <laughs> can I hit it in the morning without giving you half of my door? Even worse, if I was broke, would you want me? Oh man, I can't remember the name of the song. Same here. That's Doc. Yeah, we gonna take a shot, Doc. That's 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 not Foxy. Is that Foxy? Can I no, get that's a, a meal. What? That's a meal. Yep. All right. All right. We're so gonna take he's, a shot. he's talking. About, I just took a shot for you guys. He's talking about that's a Jay Z record Ooh. featuring, I think, Ja Rule and Emil, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's with ja, Jay Z and Ja Rule, man. All right. Hey, fucking ride by itself is fucking trash. 
Uh, what was that record though? Hold on, we gotta we gotta put that in for for Rob. We 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 got through it with only taking one shot though. I'm proud of us. And, and that Am's, bad. Am's dying over there. It's it's called Can I Get a What? Can I get a get a what? Can I get a? Yep, there we go. I'm I, thinking I, right off the top of my head. That's the first song I thought about, man. That's funny. So Jay Z featuring Ja Rule and Emil. Oh, that's funny. That hey, we made it through without dying on that one, Am hey, and like we. we I'm proud oh, of hey, us. I made it, bro. I've been drinking this whole thing, bro. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Hey. Oh, all right. So we're on the outro right now, man. Every single time that seven degrees of death kicks our ass, and this time it did not. Good times, so, though. Rob, you've been family already, but now you have officially graduated and being a twisted critic. And we can't help. We can't wait to get you back on here and, and, and talk more in the detail and things of that nature. For real, I think you handled yourself pretty well. To be honest, we appreciate the stories, your your POV, your insight, and reviews. Oopsie. Oh fuck. Um, oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Candy. Oh, no. Candy. Oh. He said reviews. I'm sitting there looking at the word thinking Candy won't say it, too. I ain't saying I, it, bro. I'm not fucking saying says, it. I am inebriated. <laughs> yo, 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 Rob, Candy is inebriated, too, I believe. We got a lot of stuff going on over here. Oh. oh. I ran out of my fucking beers, so I'm just kind of. Are you out of that Bucana yet? Yeah, so I've just been drinking Bucanas. I haven't. Fuck it. I already finished my beers. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Review. Oopsie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dumbass. Oh, my God. I'm not ready. Salute to you, boys. This has been a really fun time. This is one of this is one of the best days of my life, gentlemen. Thank you for making me a part of this. Hell yeah. Hey, thank you. It won't be like last time where, oh, man. This is weird. Rob, I am chasing alcohol with wine. And by the way, it doesn't taste bad at all. <laughs> You're drinking Sangiovese, baby. You can never go wrong. Collectively, collectively speaking for us, AM, Doc, and myself, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for sticking with us, thinking of us, and drinking with us. Part of the beauty of Twisted Critics is you will always have an open door invite now. Anytime you have a new project, new event, new achievement, new music, give us a call and consider our show a second home to talk about your business, man. Mr. Lawrence, Mr. Rob from the mob, my brother, Rob, we all mean that from the bottom of my heart. Everything Candy said up there, I think he even said thinking of us, which is pretty cool. <laughs> we appreciate you being here. Love talking radio with you. Hope you had fun. And before we bounce, we'd like, if you'd like, feel free to use this spot to big yourself up, your company, your socials, plug everything and anything you got going on. And please, this is your spot, brother. Man, I just want to thank you guys, first and foremost, for having me here. This is one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, you guys make me feel like a real artist, man. And uh, I love the vision. I love Doc. I love you to death. AM, I'm a fan. Candy, you're the man, bro. I love reading your R words every week. <laughs> Good job, yo. Good catch. <laughs> Good catch. And man, I just for anybody, everybody that's listening to this podcast, man, you're listening to four real people. Forget about all of this fake stuff that's going in and out of your ears every day. This is real life. This is where it's all about right here. I know I'm a little drunk, too. We're drinking hard. 
But guess what? Who cares, baby? We live in life. We having fun. Follow me, please, at Rob underscore from the mob. It's a brand new account. My last one got hacked. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Rob Lawrence on Facebook. I don't mess with Snapchat and all that other weird stuff. Real simple. Hit me up. We going to take over, baby. It's 2023. It's Rob from the mob all day, every day. Yo, I don't know how you follow it up, but Candy, plug yourself. So what we got, I got a couple meetings set up with a couple local guys who have been getting some traction. So I'm going to go ahead and present myself, hopefully take them a little farther to the next level. And we got a, I don't know, man, we, we just got life going on. We just continue to work and, you know, thank God every morning for the ability to to wake up, to walk, to talk, to breathe. So um, does that mean get, getting more spiritual with myself and and um, just learning from Doc and from you guys? Hey, yeah, uh, my homie, my co-dog, my collaborator, plug yourself, my brother. Here we go. Uh, rapper A and rapper am.com. Visit my website. Even if I ain't got nothing new up there, I'm about to, uh, I just paid my shit the other day. Uh, I'm about to start working on a bunch of shit, both free and both not free. Not free means you got to pay for that shit. Uh, Doc already know that we have a verse that we're working on. I said that, uh, I think the last show, this show was faster than the last one. And I'm not talking about this, not, not the speed of the show, but the fact that we did this like two or three weeks after we did the last one. Uh, I have a son that I'm working on with one of my homeboys from, uh, I think he's from Buffalo. He might not be from Buffalo. But it's him and Jaron Benton. That's something that I've, 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 the verse is finished. I just have to record it. Me and Doc are already working on one feature. I have the second feature with Doc that I'm working on. Hopefully, I get me a feature from Rob. Uh, gonna wind up doing a feature or uh, work on a beat from uh, Old Boy that hasn't been posted in the group that's DJing right now. Uh, love him to death. Didn't mean to call him Old Boy, but my brain is definitely inebriated, so I don't have names on on deck. Um, rapper Am, rapperam.com. Dad, father, all that shit. Follow me. Follow me. Angry Man 410 every fucking where. Angry Man 410. <laughs> Go ahead, Doc. <laughs> I am Doc J, the Mike Medic. I'm from Hear My Voice Entertainment. You can catch me on social media. We have a couple landing pages and group pages Doc J Media, Music and Entertainment. We have the Twisted Critics Podcast. Uh, wow. Twisted Critics reviewers, we're gonna take a shot for that one, anyways. We are. Oopsie. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, pa arriba, pa abajo, pa el centro y pa dentro. Closing out my week. I am actually taking care of someone's backyard farm. I am taking care of their chickens for the next. I don't know, something the 16th to the 23rd. So I don't know, six, seven, eight days, something like that. I'm gonna work at the courthouse the rest of the week. I have half of Monday off because we have a baby appointment. Like AM said, I am a father first. And other than that, I love you boys to death. And um, I just hope we keep putting on and putting out and keep impressing these motherfuckers. So, twist the critics. And with that, we are gonna close out the show. Salute you, brothers. Have a good week. Salute. I love y'all boys, man. Thank you, man. This was fucking amazing. Amazing.